0: Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds, in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays. 1670 a.m.
1: Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Good morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff with the Midwest Farm Report. Happy hump day. Thanks for joining me on your Wednesday morning. I was telling our egg meteorologist, Stu Muck, yesterday that I needed an umbrella at the Madison Metropolitan Sewage District. That's where I went yesterday for a tour. Luckily, I only needed it to stop the rain and not to stop any splashing from the water that's being treated. You can see photos of that visit at the Fabulous Farm Babe Facebook page. While you're following us on Facebook, make sure you see Pam's photos from her Hawaii farm tour. Gosh, it looks absolutely beautiful. I can't wait to see the types of agriculture they encounter on the islands. Today, we'll take a look at our Wisconsin forecast. Stu will give us more details later, but I can tell you that there will be rain and possibly snow. Also in the hour, we'll hear from our friends at Steffes Group, some big dairy facility auctions are on the horizon and beef is what's for dinner or breakfast I should say The Wisconsin Beef Council is joining us at the bottom of the hour Thanks for taking along with me on a Wednesday
1: Rural Mutual Insurance recently issued a special dividend to support their auto, home, farm, and business customers to help keep Wisconsin strong. This dividend will pay out over $5 million back to their policyholders. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
3: I've had the opportunity to be involved in several programs in the Wisconsin Farm Bureau one of which was the Farm Bureau Institute. It's a great leadership program to help develop leadership skills, whether it's social media skills or the opportunity to speak to legislators and learn different ways and tools you can use to help get your message across.
1: WFBF.com.
3: They've really helped my leadership development.
1: A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping
4: Wisconsin strong. Wisconsin winters are a polarizing experience. You either love them or you want to leave them. Be sure to enter the Rural Mutual Insurance Love It or Leave It sweepstakes, where each week you can win prizes by voting for the things you love and dread about winter. Visit us at RuralMutual.com to vote. Rural
1: Mutual
5: Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Some of the busiest young people in agriculture are national FFA officers. Bob Boesold at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire because we only have a few and we've got a lot of states and a lot of chapters and a lot of members to get to around the country every year. And Aaron, you had a chance to talk to a couple of busy young FFA officers that were in Wisconsin.
6: Yes, sir, I did. And yeah, you're right. You know, they try to make it across to every state in the United States to visit students, to visit sponsors and to visit with people in agriculture. Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I had the chance to talk with my little sister, Courtney Zimmerman, from right here in Wisconsin. She's serving as the Central Region Vice President, as well as Jackson Sylvester. He's serving as the National FFA Secretary from Delaware. They told me all about their adventures that they've had so far as national officers, since I talked to them last time, as well as we talked a little bit about them serving as ambassadors for agriculture, for students, for sponsors, and how they get to connect with them all year long.
7: Yeah, absolutely. So definitely from the last time I was on air with you all, it was a little bit of a high emotion day that day, because that was the same day as the election. And ever since then, you know, National FFA has kind of swept us off our feet, and um, we've been diving headfirst into training. So the first quarter of our year was pretty much spent at the National FFA Center where we trained in in so many different aspects, whether that's um, preparing keynotes that we eventually give at state conventions or developing workshops for students um, no matter the age range or even Jackson has mentioned multiple times of we've learned everything from obviously those kind of those hard skills to also how do colors that we use on a tear sheet make students feel and how can we truly get on a personal basis with students so we've trained over the last few months and worked really hard of preparing for anything and anything that can happen on the road and how we can handle situations and how we can promote FFA to not only our FFA members but those who maybe don't know what FFA is and then also those who support us along the way as well
6: definitely and Jackson you know you mentioned a little bit when we were talking about that kind of the first half of the year that training gets to be a little bit different in the second half of the year because once you get out kind of in the second half you get to use all those things you learn get to work with students get to work with sponsors all that kind of stuff tell us kind of a little bit of out of the training now what other things you've started to get involved with and kind of what things look like going forward
8: yeah so like Courtney mentioned we've spent the last four months or so Really just based out of Indianapolis, Indiana, at the National FFA Center, where we've primarily focused in on training. And and now we finally we've been eager for the last four months, we finally get to put all this training truly into work as we embark on what we call our convention slash travel season. So Courtney and I and the rest of our fellow national officer teammates are gonna spend about the next six months or so going from all corners and nooks and crannies within the country visiting ffa chapters attending camps conferences ffa conventions you name it if they put a request in we come and we do our best to show up show out and just really hang out with ffa members and and i know on behalf of my entire team That's why we ran. We ran so we could go and hang out with these FFA members and and share our word and our message that, that we want to share all year long. And so it's been truly just a blessing to start this season. We just started about a week ago, so we're fresh into our traveling convention season. But I know that we're all really, really excited to continue to bark on the next six months of this national FFA office journey and we're really excited to get out there and meet with our FFA members.
6: And now Courtney let's talk a little bit obviously you know here in Wisconsin our state convention is in June which actually is kind of towards the end of convention season for a lot of states. Talk a little bit about you've been to Utah so far and have more on your list. Talk about kind of maybe what some of the different conventions have going on some of the places you'll be going and and I guess maybe some differences from Wisconsin.
7: Yeah, absolutely. So um, like you said, I have been fortunate enough that I kicked off my convention season just here about a week ago where I went out to Utah and I was out there for a few days in their convention and just seeing how different it was. And it was really interesting because they haven't had an in-person convention in two years. So a majority of not only the members, but also the new state officers that were elected, some of them, it was their very first time at a convention, which was very eye-opening to me and just realizing of how each of the states are in such a different place when it comes to COVID and how they're approaching FFA membership and what that looks like in their state. Um, But after this, I'll be headed to a whole bunch of different conventions. And it's also pretty cool because so initially I actually ended up being fortunate enough to travel to the state of Hawaii for their convention, um, but shortly after hearing that, I unfortunately got an email saying that their convention went virtual, and so that was kind of a bummer, but I'm still excited that even though I don't get to travel out to Hawaii, I still get to connect with those members, and although the time zones are going to be goofy, so I may be giving a workshop at 2 a.m. our time, I'll still be able to connect in with those members and hear what they have going on there and how different it looks, but then also I get to continue to travel across the United States and come back. To the Midwest. I'll be in Minnesota and Kansas. I'll reach all the way over to Pennsylvania and Maryland. And like you said, come June, that's kind of my hot convention time where I'll go from week to week Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Maryland all back to back uh, week after week. And I'm just really excited, like you had mentioned. June is kind of the end, kind of the slowdown of conventions. And come the last week of June, I'll be in my last convention. And it's kind of crazy to think, though, because here in Wisconsin, we're so used to June being the convention season. But now we are in March and I'm already attending conventions. So it's kind of crazy to think that June is really Coming up quickly on us, and it'll be here before we know it.
6: For sure. Now, Jackson, let's talk a little bit. We've talked a lot about all your interactions with members that you get throughout the year, whether it's at a convention, workshops, you know, other all, all requests that you say you have. but. Outside of that, actually, one of the reasons why you're here in Wisconsin this week is also to talk to sponsors and supporters of FFA. Let's talk a little bit about that and you know why your job is so important, not only to serve students, but also to continue to help gain support for FFA and for FFA members across the nation.
8: Yeah, I often refer to it as we can only be successful as an organization, as the community that we can build around us. And it's incredible, but also really important that us as national officers take time to go out. Visit our sponsors and really show our appreciation for what they do and showcase not only the success that the students are having but reassured them that their success is because of the support that we gain from them. So Courtney and I actually have the pleasure of having the chance to meet with the CEO and CFO of Culver's. Culver's is truly just an inspirational organization, an organization and company that thrives and focuses heavily on their involvement and support within not only the agriculture industry, but also our organization as a whole. As we continue to go through conventions, we slowly will be doing lots of different of these industry and foundation visits. I know I'm going personally to Texas and Montana in the next two weeks just to go visit these people and express our gratitude for all their support for our organization, because I know personally, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without the Culvers, without the John Deere's, without the CSX, without those companies that, that took time and took their resources to ensure that National FFA can provide the best, the highest quality conferences and materials for our students is what develops us as an organization and will provide the future leaders of tomorrow. And now
6: i got to ask you, being that this is your first time in Wisconsin here as a national officer, tell me a little bit about your experience, kind of some things that you've learned maybe in Wisconsin, maybe are different from home, or what you've enjoyed about it so far.
8: Yeah, so when I when I landed at, in central Wisconsin, the very first thing that I noticed was that it was March 12th, and there was snow on the ground. See, in Delaware, we don't have snow on the ground in March. That was gone weeks ago. So it was very different stepping into – into a state that at this point of the year, we're still seeing snow. And then I woke up the next day and uh, there was snow falling from the sky, which was which was kind of odd as well for me. Uh, but I absolutely love Wisconsin. I've truly come to really appreciate it over the last few days, spending time here within some of the ag education classrooms, but also uh, hanging out with Courtney and her family as well. And a little bit of a my backstory, I've been raised around the dairy industry since I was four years old. My dad grew up on a production dairy, transitioned into trimming hooves, and I've been showing dairy cattle since I was four. So you definitely have a friend of the dairy industry and uh, here with myself. And it's really awesome to come into a state that truly embraces the dairy industry and looks on how we can grow within the dairy industry rather than running from some of the challenges that it sometimes provides. Glad
6: to have a another dairy supporter in the state. Now, Courtney, talking about dairy and about agriculture, I guess you know there's kind of those three things that you guys as national officers get to be ambassadors for, not only the students, not only the supporters, but also the agriculture industry as a whole. So let's talk a little bit about some of the experiences that you've had or will have just being an ambassador for the agriculture industry, getting to advocate for this industry that we all love and, you know, getting to teach people about it as well.
7: Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the most powerful things that we get to do as national officers is advocate for agriculture. And like you had mentioned, not only do we get to do that in classrooms with adults, with teachers, but we also have had the opportunity to travel out to Washington D.C. already this year and meet with legislators and congressmen and senators and really promote our message of agriculture and why we're here as an organization and what we can do to help provide the next generation of leaders that will change the world and what we can do for agriculture so that we can continue to, um, in the future, feed fuel and clothe the world because without agriculture we simply have nothing. And so being able to not only advocate for the industry that we all love but then also as we continue to go throughout this year to see the difference that we can make and being able to make connections along the way. And I know, speaking for myself and my teammates as well, when we were out in Washington, D.C. and meeting with some of these congressmen and women, it was really awesome to hear just of how passionate they are are about agriculture and being able to connect on a on a local basis and really sit down and have those conversations. They're not all easy conversations to have, but they're conversations that need to be had. And so being able to really promote and advocate for agriculture is something that's very vital in our job and is something that we can't overlook either because without agriculture not only can we not feed fuel or clothe the world but also the organization we love the ffa simply would not be here because we're rooted in agriculture and that's what we continue to connect back to
6: well again here with two of the national ffa officers courtney zimmerman serving as the central region vice president from right here in wisconsin as well as Jackson Sylvester. He's serving as the National FFA Secretary from Delaware. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Aaron Zimmerman.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
3: I've had the opportunity to be involved in several programs in the Wisconsin Farm Bureau, one of which was the Farm Bureau Institute it's a great leadership program to help develop leadership skills, whether it's social media skills or the opportunity to speak to legislators and learn different ways and tools you can use to help get your message across. WFBF.com. They've really helped my leadership development. A
1: voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong.
4: Wisconsin winters are a polarizing experience. You either love them or you want to leave them. Be sure to enter the Rural Mutual Insurance Love It or Leave It Sweepstakes, where each week you can win prizes by voting for the things you love and dread about winter. Visit us at RuralMutual.com to vote.
1: Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
4: At Tom's Auto Center, we like
5: to say we're the getter fixed, getter done to get you going, guys. Because we're one of the largest independent auto shops in the area. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. With
1: 12 bays and a lively group of highly skilled mechanics, we're able to do just that.
5: TomsAutoCenter.com Tom's Auto Center we're the getter
1: fix, getter done To get you going, guys
9: Off Highway 51 in McFarland A stone's throw from McDonald's
1: Hang on to your tractors Here's another update This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Well, if you're talking about the weather, you're talking about rain. It's time now for your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update with Stu Muck. Stu, it's awful dreary outside, although the moisture is welcome. How much rain are we talking?
5: Well, I see some amounts kind of all over the board this morning, Stephanie. 66 hundredths of an inch at Madison, 78 hundredths of an inch at La Crosse. The official at Fond du Lac says 59 hundredths, although my rain gauge south of town says 72 hundredths. And over on the Sheboygan County line, eastern Fond du Lac, western Sheboygan County uh, near Banner, an inch and nine one hundredths. I haven't seen anything else really popping up Racine seen at 68 hundredths. Nonetheless, rainfall amounts all adding up into that uh, half to one inch range. We will add more rain around here for today. We can count on it. There's Reedsburg just checking in an inch and 28 one hundredths. We do have a low pressure system just passing to the south of Wisconsin today that is indeed going to provide some rain this morning. We may get a break for a time, but expect showers redeveloping by later today and on into the nighttime once again. The radar indicating rain spreading through most of our area, starting to thin out in southern Wisconsin, even at the Madison area, but still raining as you look north, all the way from La Crosse to Mauston to Beaver Dam, Fond du Lac, Oshkosh, and up along the lakeshore, the Lake Michigan line, seeing a little more heavy rain, some snow off in northeast Wisconsin. That snow, really not much we have to worry about for most of us. There may be some snowflakes mixing in late tonight or just to start into the day tomorrow. Not going to accumulate to a great measure, but a little loose, sloppy white stuff will be around as well. I'll have forecast details right after this.
2: Looking for tillable acres, a modern dairy facility, a farm site, or ideal land for hunting? Don't miss the Monroe County Wisconsin Building Sites and Farmland Auction. This timed online auction closes Tuesday, March 29th at 1 p.m. Steffes Group will be selling 375-plus acres to be sold in 10 tracts of various uses. Go to steffesgroup.com right now for drone footage and detailed building descriptions. For the Monroe County Wisconsin Building Sites and Farmland Auction closing Tuesday, March 29th. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S Group.com. Yeah. Stu, I should also let you know that Kirby from La Crescent messaged us through our talk text line. He said he got an inch of rain, uh, yeah, again, near La Crescent. So what else you got for us, Stu? You mentioned rain isn't the only precipitation that we're going to get.
5: All oh, that snow could build in tonight, and our Compure Financial Ag weather update does include cloudy skies and some scattered showers ending from south further north throughout the morning hours. Some fog mixing in as well. A little fog around later today. Low and mid-40s, 44 or 45. Warmest will be at Lacrosse, maybe Madison. East and north winds and about 5 to 10. Overnight, clouds, fog, rain. And it may mix with some snow or snow showers late in the night on into the early morning hours. We fall down to the low 30s with the north winds at 5 to 10. Clouds, fog, rain and snow mixing yet into Thursday. Only about 40 degrees. The north winds about 5. We get a little break, but another weak system edges in, partly sunny, breezy, could be a little rain later in the day Friday, but back up to at least 45 on Friday, mid-40s, if you will, west winds gusting near 30, and then by Saturday, some sunshine, but a lot of upper 30s, Stephanie, so it stays cool here right on into the weekend, and still wet for the next couple of days, wrapping up the week.
2: Certainly looking forward to some sun. That's your Compere Financial egg weather update. Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. You can visit compere.com.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
8: You already know that worms approve of our shredded topsoil. But did you know that seeds also love our special blend of garden mix? It's packed with nutrients that plants need to grow to their full potential. Visit KalaniTopsoil.com for delivery, or you can simply pick it up at our awesome processing plant. Then watch that garden grow with tons of fresh vegetables or beautiful plants
2: and flowers. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt.
9: Hi, this is Dave Gary with the Princeton Clubs. Since 1987, my team and I have had a couple of goals. Make it really simple for everyone to get started with fitness and keep our world-class facilities available at affordable rates. Well, we've done just that. And over 35 years, I've learned one really important thing. It all starts with you. If you'll decide now is the time to get in shape, we'll help you get there. I promise. At the Princeton Clubs, there's no joining fee. We keep our clubs open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and include free childcare. Our world class facilities offer almost everything possible and are meticulously cleaned and maintained. We provide an amazing environment to help motivate you, and more importantly, it allows you to feel comfortable while you're improving your health. Now, more than ever, taking care of our bodies both physically and mentally. It's so important. Come see why we've been voted Madison's best and favorite health club year after year, the Princeton Club, for a better tomorrow. To activate a free trial pass, go to princetonclub.net.
11: You know what makes car buying unpleasant? The pressure. The absolutely out of control, uncomfortable pressure. You know what causes that? Salespeople. Salespeople on a commission pushing you into a car they want to sell you. Bergstrom Automotive got rid of that. All of that. When you come into any Bergstrom Automotive location in Madison or Middleton, you're a guest. You'll be met by one of their advisors. Whether you pick the most expensive car on the lot or a discount used car, their advisors get paid the same. Bergstrom advisors know that the only thing they have to do is listen to you and help you find the right car. And if for some reason you don't find the perfect vehicle, they'll shake hands and hope you come back again. But pressure? No, never. The better way is at Bergstrom. Bergstromauto.com. Join the
12: Bergstrom Auto Family. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire.
1: Let your
6: natural beauty shine through.
12: Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsalkprairie.com.
11: Love the look by creating your floors with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand-new floors.
9: I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Econom Walk.
11: See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you.
9: Commercial or residential, the Wise Habit. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. These days, vehicles are powered by many different sources. Tom's Auto Center repairs them all. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center.
5: Gas, electric, diesel, and hybrids. Plus, we offer free pickup and delivery within a 10-mile radius. And a loaner car if you need one. Tom'sautocenter.com.
1: Tom's Auto Center!
9: Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's.
4: Matt Ryan. I can't believe I'm saying this. Matt Ryan, now quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. So, Baker Mayfield, Rowdy. Yeah, yesterday was a good day to be Matt Ryan. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that momentarily, but first of all, this ties into what it is. Baker Mayfield on the outs for the Cleveland Browns. He said he wanted to trade. The Browns said, nah, not happening. And then the Browns went and got Deshaun Watson. Baker Mayfield, the options uh, for him are, it's, no, you know, it's like a well drying up. Baker Mayfield allegedly wanted the Colts, but the Colts then opted for a quarterback, i.e. Matt Ryan, <laughs> who entered the league when Baker Mayfield was 13 years old. Think about that. That is a mind F. Matt Ryan now... Uh, for the Colts and what are the Falcons then doing it's Marcus Mariota
10: yeah they signed Marcus Mariota they had AJ McCarron former uh, Alabama quarterback um, and Felipe Franks who is like a semi-starting quarterback at Florida a few you, years what ago what the hell was his name again Felipe Franks
4: Felipe Franks there's an all-team name right like there.
10: that quarterback situation in Atlanta says we're rebuilding <laughs> all over it (laughs) yes and matt ryan's got to be ecstatic he's going to a indianapolis colts team that has a great running back has a great offensive line he's got a few different receiver pieces and tight end Mm -hmm. now they could always improve at the wide receiver position because ty hilton's getting older but i mean that defense is still really good yeah oh yeah jonathan taylor's a baller um matt ryan won't have to be I guess wallowing away on like a seven and I guess they play 17 games now, but yeah, seven and ten, eight and nine, maybe even six and 11 type team anymore. He's back to having a really good team with a really good roster. And, uh, you know, Frank Reich and the Colts, they got a veteran quarterback now. They're going to be pretty good. They're gonna be pretty good. Matt Ryan still—he's not peak Matt Ryan like he was a few years no, but ago, he's but he's good at what he does. He's still a good quarterback. Yeah. He's still a top half quarterback.
4: Yeah. So Matt Ryan—I uh, wonder what Baker Mayfield does now. What? what See, where this, does he go?
10: I, dude, the that the Browns have had such a ballsy move going and getting Deshaun Watson. Yeah. No so kidding. I was on record, man. This was before all of the Aaron Rodgers being. It probably might have been around the same time as Aaron Rodgers being traded and all that drama. Yeah. yeah. I remember I told you there were two quarterbacks that I would trade Aaron Rodgers for. One was it Watson was Patrick Mahomes and, Watson. and Deshaun Watson. And then we let that play out into the summer of 2020 mm-hmm. and he's got all these allegations against him. Yeah. He's got the civil suits against him. Yep. On the field, in my opinion, Deshaun Watson, before all that stuff, was a top five quarterback. Yeah,
4: you know, he's phenomenal. Now he's taken he's a on year. On a bad Texans team,
10: he's taken a year off. Hasn't played. He's been going through all this court stuff. Whether he's found guilty or not, he hasn't played in a year. Yeah. You just gave him the biggest contract <laughs> in the league mm-hmm. for a guy that hasn't played in a year, and he's facing all those suits and, he's and a potential suspension, suspension from suspension. the NFL. That's a ballsy move for Cleveland. And if I am Baker Mayfield, I am pissed. I would be pissed too. You took me with the number one overall pick. I played for you last year with two bum shoulders and two bum ankles and knees. Yep. And one, I wasn't protected very well. Two, yeah, I had some bad games, but you believed in me by taking me number one. And we're starting to get better. We're a hell of a lot better now than where we were before you drafted me, and you go with this guy after what is going on? He's
4: probably going to be suspended for quite some... uh, He's going to be suspended by the NFL. The question is how many games. Uh, Because...
10: And you gave up that much and spent that much money to do it? Yeah, I want out. I want to go to a team that actually wants me. Seattle? Seahawks? Baker Mayfield? They don't got crap over there.
4: With Drew Locke and who else is over there for Seattle? No, I do they
10: still have um i don't even know who's there anymore drew lock and someone else see i yeah i couldn't even tell you i mean russell wilson is well no it was the uh former west virginia quarterback not pat white uh the other one <laughs> uh
4: jacob is it, Is eason over there i'll have to go look we'll look look at the research department i see phone lines just blowing up whoa, 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 whoa. patience is a virtue line two good morning who's this good morning gentlemen hey bobby what's up dude
5: Oh, Gino I know Smith. we don't do apologies on this radio station, but no let's be honest with you. I have to formally apologize to our boy, Aaron Rodgers.
4: Whoa! You, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. That's crazy. Are you, did you hit your head? Are you okay? No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Still standing and still yeah. I'm like fine. when 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 Michigan and Juwan Howard bitch slapped their way to the Sweet Sixteen. Did you jump up in joy and hit your head oh, on like a ceiling beam?
1: If she's not milking the cows, she's talking about them. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Hey, welcome back, and thanks for joining me on the Midwest Farm Report. I'm Stephanie Hoff. It's Wednesday, and time to visit with our friends from Steffes Group. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And they've been busy, especially as we're moving into warmer weather, not only with equipment, but with dairy facilities and cattle, Randy Kath is along with us. And Randy, what's been catching your attention now that it's officially springtime?
13: Well, the welcome warm weather. That's uh, it's been a long winter, and and uh, seeing that snow go away has been <laughs> put the smile on everybody's face. I think, and along with that, brings optimism of a new growing season and and uh, new adventures, of course. And we've um, got a lot of movement. In Wisconsin right now on some on some dairy facilities, we've got a 400-cow dairy, a 500-cow dairy, and an 800-cow dairy all coming up for auction here pretty quick, uh, starting out March 29th on uh, Doug and Amanda Wallerman down near Tomah in Norwalk, Wisconsin. That's 400-cow dairy with about 370 acres available on that one. Uh, we've got Ron Roscoff's Dairy near Sheboygan, or just outside of Sheboygan. That's a 500-cow dairy with about 250, 252 acres of good ground up there. That's all coming up for auction. That's April 5th. And then uh, we just uh, got a hot one off the press here shortly near Arcadia. Uh, that's an 800-cow dairy with about 1,300 acres coming up for auction on that one. And that's April 20th. So A lot of moving parts. Coming and uh it's gonna be a it's gonna be a busy spring, like you said.
2: Tell us more about what's for sale at these three dairies. What's in the mix?
13: Sure. So on the uh on the Norwalk, Wisconsin one, that's the first one out of the shoot here, March 29th on the real estate. We'll be selling selling the real estate first and we are that is a is a full full meal deal, so to speak. So we've got land, cattle equipment and selling the feed there. There's a lot of leftover feed there as well. So we actually have it set up as four separate auctions. Real estate is first, followed by the cattle, and then finishing up with the equipment and the feed. Uh, When it comes to Ron Roscoff's sale out there in Sheboygan, we're just doing the real estate for Ron. Of course, he's uh, very well-known in the cattle sector, so he's taking care of his own cattle sale out there. Um, Down in Arcadia, same thing as Wallermans. We're doing everything, cattle equipment. And the real estate. Uh, we did push the equipment sale off to June because of its size. Um, it'll be about 400 lots. It's a very large operation. So we're going to hold the hold the equipment till June, but we're doing the cattle right right after the real estate. Um, real estate's the 20th of April, and cattle are April 22nd. Um, but big ventures, and uh, of course, we got the crews to pull it off on short notice. But times are ticking, and we're pretty happy to see the warm weather. It's a nice to be pressure washing combines when it's 50 versus minus 10
2: definitely and and randy we're all aware about how spring weather can be back and forth here in wisconsin so give us some insight how does stefan's group navigate the weather in order to provide the best value to your sellers
13: well really you know the realization of wisconsin slash minnesota weather is if you don't like the weather check it back tomorrow right so um, when it comes to getting equipment ready and, and real estate and things like that, time is of the essence. Unfortunately, our crews are, are used to working in adverse elements based on the timeliness of the sale. So if it's a case where we have to be out there getting uh, equipment power washed and ready because the sale coming up and we need pictures for the advertising and the flyers, Well, it doesn't really matter what the weather is. If they've got to go, they've got to go. So, yes, it's more user-friendly to be washing when it's nice out, but we can't always dictate that. So some of these sales that we book over the winter and we want to try and pull them off in early March, we all know it was a long winter, and, yeah, our crews were out there washing when most people wouldn't want to be, but our guys took care of it.
2: You're well prepared to pull it off, that's for sure. And to stay on top of those dairy sales, seek out the Steffes Group online at steffesgroup.com. Better yet, give them a call at 800-726-8609. Randy Kath along with us.
9: Compure Financial helped us get into our forever home.
4: They helped me expand more than acreage.
2: And helped our dairy grow for the next generation.
5: At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compeer Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number six one nine seven three one. Copyright twenty twenty one. All rights reserved.
2: And now let's take a look at our markets for our Wednesday morning. Cash corn is up two and three quarter cents at seven fifty five and three quarters. December new crop corn is trading at six seventy two and a quarter, up two and a quarter cents. Cash beans trading at seventeen ten and a half, up fourteen cents. November new crop beans up ten cents at fifteen oh eight. Cash wheat at eleven twenty three and a half, that's up a nickel and a quarter. July new crop wheat trading at eleven oh five and three quarters up four and three quarters cents. And now we can take a look at our class three milk contracts. April milk at twenty four thirty one a hundred weight, that's up fifty seven cents. May milk at twenty five oh three, that's up forty nine cents. Stay tuned for the Wisconsin Beef Council coming up.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Looking to grow new ideas for your farm? Then visit the WPS Farm Show. For 60 years, farmers have been coming to the show for the latest in farm equipment, services and technology to boost their business. Don't miss this year's show, filled with ideas to help you grow. Mark your calendar for March 29th through the 31st at the EAA Grounds in Oshkosh. For more information and a full list of exhibitors, visit wpsfarmshow.com.
0: Rebath started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing bathtubs. Today, Rebath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making
12: it easy to love your bath.
11: This is the story of Daniel, who was born two months early. His lungs weren't ready, his heart wasn't ready. His parents could only hope that one day he would leave the hospital healthy and they would all live happily ever after. Daniel's is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year. You can help the March of Dimes stop premature birth and bring more babies home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.com. Working together for stronger, healthier babies
4: picture in your mind the amount you want to earn at your job.
11: Cardinal Glass
4: and MazoMania will help turn that number into your reality. Competitive pay with overtime available and monthly profit sharing means you can earn what you desire. When you work at Cardinal Glass in Mazomanie, your career is world class, so you can live first class. Cardinal Glass and MazoMania is now hiring production associates and maintenance, 401k, medical, dental, vision, advancement opportunities, and more. Apply today at cardinalglassmazo.com
2: This is the Midwest Farm Report. From field to fork and everything in
11: between is why the kids from Wisconsin stay.
0: It's a great
11: way to start your day.
0: It's time again for Checkoff Chat, brought to you courtesy of your Beef Checkoff Dollars. And remember, dairy producers, that involves you too. The Wisconsin Beef Council, channeling those funds towards research, education, and promotion. Find out more at beeftips.com, Wisconsin Beef Council on social media. And it's also brought to you courtesy of Equity Cooperative Livestock, proud sponsor of Checkoff Chats. Visit them at equitycoop.com. Dot com. Today, I'm visiting with Lucia Ruano. She's a staff member with the U.S. Meat Export Federation, a partner with our Checkoff Dollars, and she is in Central America. Lucia, tell me what's been happening in Central America with beef consumption, uh, you say, especially since the pandemic.
14: I consider that we have uh, like two stages one before the pandemic and one after the pandemic. Before the pandemic, uh, let's say that we consider, like, the end consumer, a traditional customer. So um, our product was not uh, available to everybody uh, to get um, in touch with our product or to know our product. It was only the only way or the only channel of the end customers to getting access to them was through a restaurant. So it was considered, like, a high-end product, expensive product. Uh, something that not all customers or families uh, could reach. So what happened? Uh, when the pandemic came, we were uh, closed completely. So restaurants and everything uh, was closed. All the commerce was closed. So what happened? People had to um, uh, be creative and started new channels of selling and distributing all the products. So the e-commerce was one of the channels that was available for us. We were not used to all the platforms of, of social media. And all the end consumers had to start learning how to use these kind of platform. Mm-hmm. So uh, what happened? We at USMEF, uh, we opened... Uh, we launched our our uh, platforms, our social media platforms. We were shut down in March 15, and we launched our platforms in March 23, mm-hmm. one week after. Mm-hmm. So what what did we do? We started uh, transmitting uh, live streaming programs. We hired chefs, and they were teaching all the consumers how to cook our products, uh, how to handle them, how to defrost them, uh, making a very easy cooking recipe for daily meals, and also for the weekend, uh, making grills during the weekend. So um, what happened? The only only access that you had during the pandemic was going to a retail store. So the retail stores, started um, making these products available for all the customers. Mm. So they start buying at the retail stores. Many of our distributors that were, before the pandemic, only food service distributors, they opened the retail channel. We have one importer in Guatemala that uh, opened, during the pandemic, 19 retail stores. And that was the trend in all Central America. All the importers opened the retail channel because it was the only way of getting access to to the product. So what happened? We reached this new niche of market that we hadn't reached before the pandemic, that it was the end consumer. We were only working with the food service, with the hotels, with the restaurants, with the distributors. We We were educating all of them But not the end consumer because we didn't reach, we hadn't reached him before. Mm -hmm. So during the pandemic, we had this opportunity and, uh, well, this, everything went on a boom, uh, really. Mm -hmm. They started to engage with the product. They liked the the product. They They started learning how to cook it. So they started discovering that they had the opportunity to buy these products in the retail stores, to cook them at home, and it was less expensive for them to make a meal for the family than uh, to go to a restaurant. So uh, we, we have now uh, platforms like Instagram, like Facebook, we opened Pinterest where we upload uh, weekly a lot of recipes made by our chefs. There are easy recipes with all the cuts we have available uh, of U.S. beefs in, in Central America. Nice. And the trend has been that that uh, every day more people reach us, get to know us. They love our, our platforms, our social media. They receive uh, free education we can call it that way, they are learning, they are demanding, they are buying, and they are very happy to have this new product available for them Mm -hmm. because uh, they can um, see and they can perceive the difference in the domestic production and in, in the imported product. Basically, because uh, the product uh, uh, is, is produced domestically in each of the countries do not have that marbling that has the imported product. Mm-hmm. So that makes a big difference. And uh, the quality grade is also another big difference because they know that every time they get a choice cup, for example, or a prime cup, it's always choice and it's always prime. Mm-hmm. They will not have... They have like uh, uh, it's like constant quality, mm-hmm. and it, this this will not vary every time they get a, a, a new uh, purchase. Mm-hmm. So that has happened here, and yes, exports to these countries have a rebound. Uh, last year, in 2021, we increased, we grew 65% in exports to the region from 2020. And year over year, we have been um, increasing or growing the exports uh, to this area. Wow. So that's how what, uh, that is what has been happening. We have also uh, implemented some special strategies. We have hired influencers in all the regions, and they are making a lot of promotion with our products. Um, they are always making like a creative and new recipe that their followers are also uh, replicating.
0: If you're just joining us, this is Lucia Ruano. She is uh, the Central America representative with the U.S. Meat Export Federation. And, of course, remember, they are a partner with your beef checkoff dollars. Uh, This is Checkoff Chat brought to you by the Wisconsin Beef Council and also our friends at the Equity Cooperative Livestock Sales Barns. Lucia, let's talk a little bit about uh, today going forward. Uh, If uh, Guatemala, if Central America is a lot like the United States, things are starting to open up. Life is returning to a little bit more normal cadence. Uh, Are the retailers, your restaurateurs, still as actively engaged with U.S. Meat Export Federation and promotions as they were before the pandemic? Or are they looking at social media as more of their avenue?
14: No, well. Uh, Let me tell you that, um, yes, we were open. Basically, countries as Guatemala uh, was open since September 2020. So we were more, like, flexible. Um, Then the rest of the countries of Central America and Dominican Republic, they finally were 100% open in June of 2021. So um, restaurants have come to normal now, Uh, there's only, like, uh, the basic measures that they have uh, to take every time you go to a restaurant, like the alcohol, uh, using the face mask, uh, like having uh, the social distance, but they are uh, basically operating in, in a normal way. And all the people, I have, like, this theory that I said that the people that before the pandemic uh used to go to a restaurant have come back to the restaurant and they keep consuming all our products <laughs> and now they can see that the menus of the restaurant they have available more cups than before the pandemic
0: really
14: huh. and yes and the other side is the people that do not attend a restaurant but they are cooking at their home right. So I uh, now like uh, it's like uh, we have two different groups of people, uh, two different uh, groups of consumers that are uh, reaching our products. Excellent. So that's my theory, and I think that that's why exports have grown so much to this region now.
0: Well, they are keeping you busy, in other words. Yes. <laughs> yes.
14: Yeah. We are, we are now thinking about, well, we already have a plan of strategies for to apply during 2022 and 2023. Mm-hmm. We are working very hard on them. And uh, we believe that all these strategies will also be as successful as the one uh, that we implemented uh, during 2020 and 2021.
0: Well, congratulations, that is for sure. Again, folks, this is Lucia Ruano. She is uh, with the U.S. Meat Export Federation. She is in Central America taking your checkoff dollars to work in, like she said, during the pandemic, pivoting and using those contributions towards social media messages and reaching those consumers that were uh, homebound like the rest of us. And now that things are back reopening, she's reengaging with those restaurateurs, with those retailers, and still keeping that social media presence with the folks that are cooking at home. Great story about how your beef checkoff dollars are at work for you.